The construction industry can be a tough business to crack. From cash flow problems, struggling to find skilled labour and not making enough money for your efforts leaves many business owners feeling frustrated and burnt out. But when you get the business strategy right, it's an industry that can be highly satisfying and financially rewarding. I'm here to give you the resources to be able to create a construction business that gives you more time, more freedom and more money. This is the Develop Your Construction Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Greg Wilkes. Hey, welcome back, everyone. So the subject of today's podcast, I think, is really quite appropriate because it's on a lot of people's minds at the minute. Uh, We hear it in the news all the time, um, a lot of scaremongering, and it's really about the word recession, the big R. And this is often a big fear in construction because... I've been through recessions, uh, my dad's been through recessions, and uh, it can be quite worrying. I remember a recession my dad was in in the, I think it was the 80s, and it was the first time he was ever out of work. Um, he was a bricklayer, and he'd always been busy, always you know, worked every day of his life, and then all of a sudden, uh, a recession hit, he'd run out of work. I remember my mum was delivering uh, catalogues, and we used to uh, go out and uh, help her deliver these uh, catalogues and, and post them in the street. Um, at the time, we were young kids, so we thought it was quite fun. But actually, when I think back, that must have been a really stressful time for my dad, my mum. You know, they really had to tighten their purse strings with what was potentially happening in the, in the economic environment. So, you know, the recession in the eighties was was a really bad one, and it affected a lot of people. And I think, um, you know, growing up, I was always worried about. The word recession, and I think it would really stem from my dad being, you know, having to go through that one. He'd been through it, and he always used to say, well, "Yeah, you've never been through a proper recession, son, <laughs> so you, you don't know." Um, but you know, I'm I'm in my forties now, been working for twenty odd years, and I've been through recessions. What I've come to realise is that you can ride out a recession. You know, if you run your business the right way, you can get through a recession and actually thrive through a recession. You know, not everyone runs out of work. Not everyone loses money in recession. In fact, some people can make a lot of money in recessions if they're positioned in the right way. So really wanted just to talk about this today because obviously in the news, it's, it's there all the time. We've we've had a lot going on at the moment, this, this war in Ukraine, uh, energy prices going through the roof, just trying to get off the back of uh, coming out of COVID-19. So that's, that's affected people. We've had Brexit here in the UK. So there's been... Um, an accumulation of events at the moment that really have left people worried over the last few years on you know what is the economic climate going to do? What's the construction industry going to be like? And obviously, as we said in the papers, it's it's all doom and gloom. You know that they're, they're predicting a you know a recession to come and things are going to tighten up. So the question really is, how are you going to react to this in your construction business? And I've just got a few tips today that I wanted to run through. Uh, the subject really being how can you not only survive, but how can you thrive during an economic recession? So let's just talk about some of those things. I think the first thing I'd want to talk about is your mindset, first of all. And this is probably the biggest subject to talk about because there's, as we say, there's a lot of scaremongering and, and fear out there, but different people react differently to this news. You know, some people just don't watch the news at all because they don't want to hear negative things. Others do watch it all the time. They're obsessed by it and they react accordingly. They react out of fear and they make decisions based on fear 
whereas others make decisions based on abundance and prospering. And I do think there's a big difference in that. I think mindset plays a huge role in it. And just to really sort of think about why you should have a positive mindset through this recession is that in construction, you're you're probably in one of the best industries at the moment in the UK because, oh, okay, we, we know there's price volatility. If fuel prices and energy costs are going up, then that means materials are going to go up, of course. So we're affected by that. But we're in a bit of a unique situation here because there is a massive, massive trade shortage in the UK. You can't find decent builders or decent trades. So if you've got a company out there and you've got a few employees and and you've got a good reputation, then you are gonna be sought after. There is massive demand. You know, people can't afford to move, so they're still doing up their homes. People still need work done. You know, there's a massive backlog of work that was postponed during COVID that now is, is getting underway because people just need to move on and get and get things moving. So there is a huge amount of work out there. In fact, I, I've, you know, every, I speak to a lot of builders and a lot of construction people, as you know, everyone's busy that I know of. And I'm sure if you ask around and you, you pop down the pub or ask your friends, everyone's busy. Everyone's absolutely stacked. And that is a really good sign. That's really positive. You know, it, it shows we're in a, in a slightly different position in construction at the moment to, to maybe back in the 80s you know it's just, it might be you know different to when my dad was was uh, was running out of work so that's the first thing i'd say is just just be positive about what's potentially coming because you know if there's such a shortage of builders which there is it means your prices can still stay strong and and you can stick to your prices because you know you're not up against so many other builders out there so that's that's the first thing think about your mindset and are you going to be a person who's completely in fear and acts in survival mode? If you're going to be like that, you're probably like that in it, in all areas of your life, and you're not going to thrive. You know that you, you it's really going to hold you back. So, if mindset's a problem, you need to address that and and think about you know how can you be more positive? How can you focus on the right things? And the things I think you really do need to focus on at the moment are how can you grow your business. You know, how can you improve your business? How can you be more efficient in your business? These are the things you really want to be thinking about in, in times like these. It's interesting. There's a there's a Bible story, actually, that I think um, really applies in these times. You probably heard it of uh, Joseph and what do they call it? Technicolor Dreamcoat, the, the play in London. And Joseph, he was uh, promoted to sort of second in command in Egypt in, in the Bible times. And one of the things he was tasked with doing, it, um, the, the Pharaoh had a dream there and the Pharaoh was told in a dream there was gonna be a famine. There was gonna be a period of seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. And Joseph was tasked with managing this whole process, getting Egypt through this famine that was gonna come. What's interesting is that recessions, sometimes they go in cycles too. I don't know if it's quite seven year cycles, but I think it's about 10 years uh, recessions generally. But we're going through a bit of a cycle now where we've had times of boom and now we're coming into a period potentially where things are going to tighten up. But they haven't tightened up just yet. You know, it's still there's still a lot of work out there. There's still a lot of money to be made. So thinking about what Joseph did in Bible times is when things were going good, when money was coming in, he started accumulating grain provisions and he made sure the storehouses were, were full of grain while times were good. And he, he stored up the grain and everyone else wasn't paying attention and they, uh, they, they didn't bother all the other nations. But Joseph did. And then when the famine hit, when Egypt's recession hit, 
they were well prepared for it. They had plenty of grain in the storehouses, plenty of reserves, and they were able to easily ride out the recession. In fact, they didn't just ride out this, this famine recession. They really accumulated, he accumulated Pharaoh's wealth because uh, people started selling their lands back to Joseph in order to get some of the grain provisions. So it just shows you, doesn't it? And, and you know, that's a Bible story there, but it has a lot to relate to our day that <laughs> money can be made in difficult times. But it takes planning, and you've got to be shrewd about it. Now we're in the same the same boat. Things are going well at the moment. You know, as we said, there's a lot of work out there, a lot of money to be made. But are you planning for potentially times tightening up? And can you put some in reserve? You know, if you're making money, have you got a little buffer behind you, are you or are you spending everything? So I would really look at things. Look at your bank account. You know, look at your profit and loss. And you know, if there's a nice buffer there that in, in your business, be shrewd about it. You know, don't go out there spending it all, but put some aside at the moment because we don't quite know what's going to happen in the next year or two. So put put something aside so that you know if if you are things do tighten up a little bit, you've got a little bit of a buffer to ride you through it. There's a few other things I just wanted to address some subjects today. Really four things that we, we want to talk about. One is how we need to focus on our lead generation during times of a recession so that we can thrive. The second thing we want to look at is how you can be more efficient in your business. And, and thirdly, we want to talk about how you deal with your guys and girls that might be working for you, uh, the, the payroll, things like that. We're going to have a brief chat about that. And the fourth thing we're talking about is uh, is debt. So let's, let's just run through some of those things, uh, see if we can help you with that. So the first thing I just briefly want to discuss is this lead flow. Now, in times of a potential recession and economic uncertainty, you may get people, there's going to be people out there that hold back. As we said, fuel prices are going sky high, energy costs. So that's going to affect different people in different ways. That's going to affect homeowners. And that's going to affect commercial companies. The materials are going to go up because of this. So if you're a company that relies on you know one or two or you know just a few a handful of contacts that you've been working on year after year and you don't actually do much marketing at all because you, you've never had to, then now's probably the time to really start thinking about diversifying and expanding your lead generation. What we don't want to do is become so reliant and have all our eggs in, in one basket. Because if we're if you know if a significant amount of our turnover just comes from one company or a few companies or just a small handful of companies um, or a handful of clients, um, we're really, as we said, putting our eggs in all in one basket. And it only takes one or two of them to decide to hold back a little bit or pull the plug on some some uh, some ventures. And that could massively affect your turnover if you've been so reliant on them. So we don't want to be reliant on people. We don't want to do that. So I would really think about your lead generation at the moment and making sure that you've got plenty of leads coming in from a wide variety of sources. So even if times are good at, the, at, at this minute and you've got more than you can handle, now's the time to start going out there to the market and getting more contacts. Go out there, go and get yourself more architects 
that you can go and tender for. Go and find yourself new main contractors that you can go and price for. Make sure that you're diversifying so you can price for more and more clients. And there's a multitude of ways of doing that. You can do outreach on LinkedIn or I've got training events that show you exactly what you can do for your, your lead generation. So I won't go into it in this podcast. But the point is, point number one, just make sure that you are doing something to diversify. Don't just sit back on your laurels and rely on the current work that you've got coming in. You really want to make sure you're you're well booked up. This podcast at the minute, recording this in August of uh, 2022. So if you're not booked up into January next year at the moment, if you've not got those six months in advance, you you really need to concentrate on getting past January. We know what winter's like, especially in recessions and in construction. That's the time it pinches. So get January booked out. Try and get February booked out. Once you get past the winter months, you know you're going to be flying in the, in the summer. So um, that's the first thing. Improve your lead gen. The second thing we need to look at is really we're um, talking about finance and, and debt. Thinking about being shrewd on what sort of debt you take on at this stage. Now, at the moment, it's very, very cheap to borrow money. I know the Bank of England has, has just raised, raised interest rates a little bit. But generally speaking, it is so cheap to borrow at the minute. We've never seen it. Well, we have seen it. We've seen it cheaper. But it's, you know, if you looked at a period of sort of 20 years or so, you know, we are really at the bottom of what it costs to borrow money. So because of that, you know, potentially we're encouraged to go and borrow more. You know, we've got things going on like bounce back loans that that have now finished and C-bill loans that that have potentially stopped and people are now trying to pay them back. But nevertheless, it's still cheap to go out to the market and borrow money. But we just want to be careful of that at the minute. As we said with the story of, of Joseph, you know, when we know that something, there's a potentially a recession impending, that's not the time to go and blow a load of money and, and invest in things. So potentially this might be the time when you just hold back and don't take on unnecessary debt. Maybe now's not the time to go out and buy that new truck. Uh, maybe now's not the time to go out and buy, you know, spend thousands and thousands on new plant or going to get a, a swanky new office. Um, you just want to think about, you know, potentially could you just get on with what you've got at the moment and save that money just to see what happens over the next year or so to see if you can ride out what's potentially coming. So that's the that's one thing I'd say. Think about not taking on unnecessary debt at this point. The other thing you want to be doing too, the, the, the third point we want to look at is your efficiencies in business. Uh, we always want to be doing this, always want to be looking at how can you become more efficient as a company but maybe even more so if things tighten up. How can you really be efficient and you know accumulate as much as you can? You don't wanna be giving away unnecessary profit. So the ways to do that, there's two ways to, to look at this. The first thing I'll be looking at is the cost of your goods sold. Can you be more efficient in the way you deliver your products or buy for your products? So cost of goods sold is normally two costs that go into that. It's your subcontractors, uh, or labor that it costs you to to deliver a product or you know whatever that product is for you a loft conversion extension new boiler <clears throat> whatever your product is in construction the second thing you need to look at is the cost of materials so they're the two things that go into it labor and materials so can you be more efficient in what you're doing with that so you know maybe some ways you can be more efficient is looking at some of the labor costs that you're that, that you're giving out on price potentially can can prices be squeezed a little bit? You know, are you paying really high rates for for your for your subcontractors? 
can rates be looked at and, and, and be squeezed? Maybe not at the moment, you know, because they're in such high demand, that might not be an area that you can you can get any room to, to wiggle on. But where you probably can is your material costs. And it's very easy when we're busy, it's so easy to just go out there and buy whatever's needed uh, and not worry about the cost of it. You know, I'll just pop down pop down the road to Travis Perkins and, and, and buy that, that, that timber because it's nice and easy, it's right near me. But, you know, you might just be paying through the nose for materials just because you haven't got time to shop around. So really think about how you can be more efficient in your materials. You know, go out there. You know, we used to set a rule in business that if anything costs more than £500, we would always go out and get three prices. If it's less than £500, sometimes the efficiencies or the savings weren't worth looking at, so we would just, just go out and buy it. But if it was over that amount, we'd go out to the market and, and get some costs. You know, what is it going to cost us? We, we really want to be doing that now, especially because a lot of the um, suppliers have been putting their prices up. They've been creeping them up month on month over the last year or so. There's been massive volatility in price increases. So go out to the market and just check your material costs again, especially if they're big ticket items, because you can make huge, huge savings on that. I was talking to one of my clients the other day about this, and he's actually thinking about bringing a buyer into his business to help him buy efficiently. Um, he's doing about two and a half million a year in turnover. Now, we worked it out that he's probably spending just under, just do round figures, he's spending around 40% on materials at two and a half million uh, a year, which is which is a big amount. He's spending, if you work that out, he's actually spending about a million pounds a year on materials. Now, if he can bring a buyer in to help him buy a bit shrewder, and he just needs to save 5%, if he can just save 5% on material costs, then he's gonna save himself 50,000 pounds a year on materials, which is easily gonna pay for that buyer. You know, and he's easily gonna save 5% if he's buying uh, in, in a shrewd way, probably a lot more than that. So, you know, you might not be doing that scale, you might be doing more than that, that that's, that's fine, but think about how you can buy shrewder and what that means for your profits. That's that's certainly one thing I'd say. The other thing I'd be doing too is just going back to your terms with your suppliers. Uh, again, we used to do this annually, but maybe you might want to even do this a bit more than that, maybe every six months. Go back to your Travis Perkins and Juicens or, you know, whoever it is that you're using that you've got an account and just check your rates. Ask for uh, an update on where your rates are at at the moment. And what we used to do, we used to get one of our admin team to put all this in a table on a on an Excel spreadsheet and we would try and compare line for line items. It's not, not always easy to do because some products are marked differently, but with a, you know, spend a few hours on it, you can get a nice comparison and you can have a quick look at that and think, right, there you go. Travis is the cheapest on uh, timber. Um, Wix is the cheapest on cement or whatever it's going to be, or Selco or whoever it is you're using. So think about how think about that too. Go back to your suppliers, ask them to send you your rates. Say you're you're really looking at things. It might just get them to sharpen their pencils a little bit also and think right. Actually, we've been uh, we've been a bit lax here and we've been charging this uh, this firm too much so there might be some savings there so that covers point number two look at your efficiencies with your materials and potentially labor the, the second efficiency you want to really be thinking about too is your overheads because again this is so easy to creep especially when times are good it's really easy to you know get that subscription uh, for that company let's pay for that advertising at the moment uh, for, for yell.com or whatever it's going to be Let's get that new office. Let's get that new truck. 
overheads can really, really creep up. It's amazing, especially as you start growing as a business and there's plenty of cash and you're flush with cash. And it can really be easy for the overheads to, to creep up as well. So have a look at that. You know, Maybe the next time you get your profit and loss report, get your accountant to, to send you a breakdown of what your overheads are, your fixed overheads every month. And you know, can you get new subscriptions for, for certain things? Can you, can you beat down prices on what you're paying for your fuel and whatever else? So I'm sure you can make efficiencies there if you just spend a bit of time having a look at that. So that's point number two. Point number one was improve your lead gen. Point number two was improve your efficiencies in the way you're running. Uh, and, and sorry, point, that was point number three. Point number two was don't take on unnecessary debt. So point number four is um, thinking about being shrewder in the way you uh, compensate your team at the moment. Now, again, as we said, construction is absolutely manic at the moment. Everyone is busy. And one of the worries around that is if you've got a team around you, you've got um, tradespeople that work for you, sometimes they can demand more money. You know, they are feeling the pinch of inflation at the moment. So this might be the time they come to you and ask for a pay rise. Which is fair enough, you know, if they if they if they feel they're deserving of that. But as the business owner, you just need to think of what impact that's potentially going to have on you and your business going forward. Because you're obviously there, you want to keep your employees happy, but um, you're there to protect the business. That's your main role, and you need to make sure that you know one person doesn't bring it down for everybody else. So you really need to be careful when thinking about wage increases at this time if a potential recession is looming uh, you know we don't want to be increasing costs too much unnecessarily now obviously if you've got margins there and you feel you can do that and you want to compensate your people if they're if they're working well and you can afford wage increases that's fine but i would just think twice about it especially at the moment um, the other thing you've got to think too is you know one of the worries is well if i don't increase their wages they're going to shoot off and go to, to another company and yeah that's a that's a valid concern but maybe less so with the way things are at the moment. You know, it's probably gonna be quite rare for people to jump ship at the minute when there's such economic uncertainty around at this time. You know, you think if the shoe was on the other foot, would you really wanna be trying to find a new job at, at this point? Um, maybe not, maybe you'd think, well, I'm, I'm better off where I am. You know, I've been employed there for so many years and I've had consistent work for so many years. Do I really wanna be jumping ship at the moment? So, you know, don't, be quick to, to, to raise wages um, because you think you're going to lose people because often there are ways of keeping one. So so what are those ways? How do you keep people if they want a wage increase and you just can't afford to do it at this time? Well, there's, there's other ways of compensating individuals. You know, some people it's they want time, you know, so maybe is there bonuses you could do um, if they get a certain amount of tasks done or, or finish a project? Can you let them go early on a Friday? Um, so they can go and enjoy themselves. That could be something quite good. Can you be a little bit more flexible with your timings? Um, maybe you can do bonuses when jobs are finished. So you know that you know every time you finish a job and it's done on time, we'll pay a bonus rather than actually increasing the, the daily rate. Uh, maybe you can do things like if you get a review from a customer, if a customer goes and leaves a five-star review and the employees worked on that, you give them a bonus for that instead. So, you know, there's lots of ways of compensating individuals without having to think about 
raising day rates all the time, you know, because uh, obviously that that can be one of the most expensive ways of doing it. So think about that also. Can you be more efficient uh, when your team want pay rises? So, so we've covered a few things here in the in the podcast today. We've looked at thinking about your mindset, how that plays a really important role in how to survive and thrive a recession. Mindset's number one. We've talked about your lead gen. Make sure you go out there and improve your lead gen. Don't rest on your laurels. Don't rely on the current work that you've got. We've talked about making sure you're not taking on unnecessary debt in your business at this time. This might be just the time just to save at the moment and um, not go out and spend a lot. And, and get unnecessary debt to buy new things. We talked about how you can be more efficient with your overheads and materials. And then we also spoke about how to deal with wage increases. Is there other ways that you can compensate your staff? So quite a lot in that. Um, I'm absolutely confident that you can thrive during an economic downturn, especially at the moment with the way construction is. But really, you just want to be absolutely convinced that whatever happens in the next six months or year ahead, If you just keep focusing on your business to improve it, to grow it, to be more efficient, you can certainly not just survive, but thrive this economic recession that might be coming or might not be coming. (laughs) So so I hope that helps a little bit. If you'd like to work with me to fast track your construction business growth, then reach out on www.developcoaching.co.uk.